Good evening and welcome to India Decides. An assertive Prime Minister upon his return from Durban not only rejected any suggestions of general elections earlier than those scheduled in March 2014, but also under fire over a sluggish pace of economic recovery and a reform process often held hostage to coalition politics, has said the government, now minus the DMK of course, would have to take into account a lack of a majority in parliament to push through some proposals. He says that they will focus on those which enjoy a broad consensus. But given the latest noises from the Samajwadi Party chief in Uttar Pradesh and the government's urgent attempts to mend fences as seen today with the visit of the finance minister P. Chidambaram to Lucknow, is the confidence in the goodwill of allies justified? Can the government's damage control plan work for 2014? Rahul Srivastav reports. The DMK has abandoned him. Mulayam Singh is threatening. But Manmohan Singh has plans to complete this term and is not ruling out a third term. Well, I think this is a not hypothetical question. We will cross that bridge when we reach Even the opposition's assault indicates that in the middle of a crisis, Manmohan Singh can create a 2008-like Singh is King moment. Dr. Manmohan Singh is a very reluctant politician. But what is surprising is <clears throat> that few days after Holi, the reluctant politician has shown his true political colors. I want to say that the government has been working on His government stands on a numerically shaky ground, but a damage control plan is in place. Improve the economy, push for reforms, this will make better politics. FDI in retail signaled that the reform process was on and the government may not take the legislative route. Government sources say soon gas prices will be made competitive. Rangarajan committee recommended increase. This will push prices but will increase investment and returns. Coal and power sectors will witness reforms to reduce nearly 2 lakh crore losses of electricity boards. This will improve returns and raise investment. 49% FDI in news may get government nod. Government working to reduce 4.8% or 1.4 lakh crore fiscal deficit, steady increase in diesel prices, reduction in LPG subsidy will release funds for the social sector and the all-important direct cash transfer scheme. For the legislative move, Singh can seek issue-based support from divergent parties. Government plans to talk to even the BJP and other parties for pension and insurance bills. Maneuvers to improve numbers are already on. On Friday, P. Chidamram gifted Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister 300 odd banks. Akhilesh Yadav's party, which has been hurling brickbats at the Congress, reciprocated with bouquets. The Samajwadi Party has not taken any support now. And there is no support now. In distant Bengal, the centre reached out to Mamata Banerjee with nearly 300 crore for central schemes. In Chennai, even the DMK took a softer line. The Samajwadi Party, DMK and the TMC represent 58 MPs. The passing of the union budget will partially insulate the government against demands for a trust motion. But from July onwards, it's going to be a tough political battle. Mulayam Singh Yadav is going to get restive. He cannot go to polls hanging on to the Congress's kurta tails. The window of opportunity is narrow, the odds are high. But if the government can give a shot of good economics, then the allies may be left wondering whether to be with the Congress or not. 
also if Manmohan Singh can create a feel-good stimulus, then his third term might be speculation. Right now, it may turn destiny tomorrow. With Anand in Lucknow, Rahul Shivastav for NDTV. Well, discussing these political developments is something that we are going to be doing right until the next election. But let's take you through the guests we have joining us on the show tonight. In the studio from the BJP, Nalan Kohli, senior journalist Ajoy Bose, and also senior journalist MK Venu to give us a, a sense of perspective on the economic reform. Uh, joining me from Hyderabad, Abid Rasool Khan from the Congress Party and from Tamil Nadu, uh, Selva Ganapati from the DMK. We're also hoping for a left voice joining us. Uh, also, uh, not to mention, Casey Tyagi from the Janata Dal United as well joining us. Nalan, I'm going to take this first, of course, uh, to you uh, from the BJP. You heard the Prime Minister make those comments yesterday. Ravi Shankar Prasad has made some very strong uh, comments uh, reacting to what the Prime Minister has said, talking about the lollipop given to Akhilesh Yadav today. Uh, do you think that the sense of uh, personal enmity and the personal attacks now going forward to 2014 are going to also begin? These are... Uh, it's very strong comments against the leadership of uh, the government right now. Well, I think, you know, there have been no paucity of strong comments, whether from the government side or the Congress party side or any other political party. And I'm not going to predict what will happen till 2014 because we'll wait for the political scene to come out. But I think let the facts speak for themselves. First of all is if we look at uh, between 2004 when the UPA came and now 2009, uh, it's a strange scenario where the coalition seems to be at war with itself. It's very, uh, I think it's unprecedented to have a coalition partner or at least a party like Mulayam Singh Ji's Samajwadi party supporting the Congress and calling them cheats. I mean, I, I have not at least come across such a scenario. And on the other hand, acknowledging that, you know, they send the CBI after me. I think there can't be a more clear acknowledgement of that. Second is let's come to uh, the fact that government is supposed to be there for the benefit of the people and to, I think, raise or buoyant, make buoyant the mood of the nation. Here we seem to have a hapless and a helpless coalition. All the time either it's confronting problems from within the government, ministers confronting, and I think we see it, whether it's price rise, we see it with economic slowdown, right. we see it with corruption scandals. So where is governance? A government is supposed to govern. So I think, you know, there. and the last part is the political comment. Uh, the Congress Party General Secretary, Mr. Digvijay Singh himself has said what the BJP has been saying for almost a decade, that you can't have duality of power centers. That is the Prime Minister's office, which is supposed to be the most authoritative office in the country as the highest uh, legislative post. And you have the other part, the Congress President. Let, so, I'm, you know, if the Prime Minister is giving comments that seem to be blurring that right, thing, right. So I think there's a problem within the Congress, not let's, the BJP. Let's take that across to uh, Abid Rasool Khan from the Congress Party. So you've heard uh, Nalan Kohli's statements over here. Uh, Everyone's criticism against the Prime Minister's comments and what's uh, what's being seen from the Congress party right now is essentially uh, a sense that the Congress is trying to appease disgruntled allies at this point in time. They need all the help they can get going into 2014. Uh, this is not, uh, you know, somebody looking at the merit of a situation, uh, rather looking at the, at the road ahead to 2014, making sure the allies stay on board. Yeah, Maya, first of all, we are debating whether Mr... Manmohan Singh's statements were strong or uh, were weak or something. But uh, what I feel is whenever he was soft, the opposition says he's soft. When he's strong, the opposition again has a problem that he's strong. So the point is, he is the prime minister of the country. He is the head of our legislature. So basically, whatever he does, it is for the country to decide and Congress MPs <coughs> to decide whether he's soft or strong. 
it is not for the opposition to decide whether it is soft or strong that will be reflected in the 2014 polls now secondly regarding the reforms and development we have done enough and we are still doing it and our commitment is 2014 and the people of india have voted our party to rule up to 2014 and all the allies also right so they have a responsibility towards the nation to see that the government works up to 2014 and we have a responsibility to deliver whatever we have promised well, now basically no let me just finish it basically yes. coming to corruption i think you should have a separate debate on the corruption issues which were there in bjp period and which is there today i think manmohan singh is acknowledged as the prime minister of the country for 10 years who doesn't have a spot on its sleeve so mr nalin's allegation that he is corrupt or something really doesn't hold right, any water okay before before this this integration comment just a quick comment and i'll quote somebody who said it very well i think it was mr mohian who had said you can have your own set of uh, opinions but right. you really can't have your own set yeah. of facts right. so okay, i think you know that's before, a little funny before it uh, gets into a congress bjp tutu meme here yeah. i want to get some political perspective on this uh, ajay from you we saw uh, the finance minister go to up today share a stage with akhilesh yadav praise uh, the young chief minister of up also talk about how they're going to consider this uh, financial package that up is asking for um it's taken brinksmanship in a sense from the samajwadi party for the congress to get to this point it's clearly under pressure that they're doing this clearly but the congress is playing mulan and mulan singh yadav is in a box because he's flip flopped so often that his political credibility at the moment is quite low and the congress obviously if you look at the prime minister statement he's taking a tough stance he's saying that even if mulan singh yadav withdraws support we shall continue the next day the finance minister turns up gives them a pat on their back and say no 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 actually we like you and calls mulayam singh yadav netaji mm. so you know i think the congress is very adept at it and the congress will continue like this because maya and this is a big reason i think overall in parliament all parties except maybe a few do not want elections right now congress realizes this and therefore despite you know its entire coalition has unraveled now you know virtually everybody is out all the allies who were in the you know you know with them are now gone right. but even then they can continue with a certain degree of confidence because nobody in parliament wants elections right well you know i'd like you to take that on as well because you know the 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 key focus right now is the economy is mm. the pace of economic recovery mm. uh many uh, pending bills that are pending we saw what happened with over the fdi issue in the trinamool congress as well uh the prime minister saying they're going to push through the reform process but only those policies which enjoy a broad amount of consensus and there is of course debate within the economic world on how good those are for yeah. uh india's uh, fiscal programs how much is the prime minister going to have to compromise going forward on the economic front my on the contrary i have a a different view on this you know my uh, sense is that if you go back to the united front government in 1997 i'm i'm just re uh, reminding you of a bit of history you know some of the biggest economic reforms uh, happened uh, uh, like the dismantling of uh, the administered oil prices you know uh the the this, the repeal of urban land sealing act some of the big reforms happened in the last 6 months of the uf government when it was on its standing on its last leg and the cpi had withdrawn virtually from the they never attended the cabinet so i i'm seeing a repeat of that this time after mamta has moved out after uh, dmk has moved out 
some of the bigger, uh, more uh, politically sensitive reforms are happening now. Uh, nobody ever thought that diesel price would be hiked every month 50 paise. Right. I, I don't see anybody out on the streets. Uh, there's no Bharat Band happening. Uh, the, the FDI in retail, which was like a uh, like red rag to the bull, happened. So I feel that if if you go by that experience, the next three months they'll they'll push to some others, some other reforms also. And as Ajay said, Mulayam already flip-flopping and uh, maybe wants his little pound of flesh. So I think essentially the, the Congress is doing a bargain. They think, okay, we'll keep you happy, give you this package, that package. You you allow us to do these, these, these reforms. Even the BJP uh, is, uh, at least in the last two months, has made some very responsible noises about right. letting legislations, uh, uh, you know, cooperating with legislation. But also perhaps a worry for the BJP could be the, the special status that was given to Bihar, and, uh, you know, the wooing of Nitish Kumar in, in a manner of speaking. Uh, KC Tyagi, in fact, j uh, joining us as well on this uh, debate. Uh, Mr. Tyagi, uh, taking this across to you, uh, we're talking about how coalition politics essentially holds the reform process to, uh, to hostage. <coughs> you have uh, managed, your party has managed to get a special status for Bihar, financial packages from the center. Uh, the Congress clearly uh, using that or hoping to use that as some kind of leverage for 2014. Do you think they'll have a chance of getting some uh, from the JDU? राज्यों को जो फाइनेंशियल असिस्टेंस दी जाती है वो प्रदेशों से जो रेवेन्यू कलेक्ट होता है उसी के आधार पर दी जाती है तो जो एक तो ये कंसेप्शन गलत है और ये बंद होना चाहिए दूसरा ये कि सारी पॉलिटिकल पार्टीज ने बिहार के लिए स्पेशल राज का दर्जा मांगा है हमें प्रसन्नता है कि इस बार के बजट सर्वे में और बजट स्पीच में चिदम्बरम साहब ने स्वीकार किया है कि जो पुराने तरीके थे राज्यों को स्पेशल राज का दर्जा देने के उसमें बदलाव की जरूरत है और हमें लग रहा है क्यों बिहार को स्पेशल राज का दर्जा देकर के बिहार का जो पिछड़ापन है जो वहां की गरीबी है उसको दूर करने में बिहार के नहीं बल्कि हिंदुस्तान की मदद करेंगे तो इसके बदले में समर्थन दिया जाए ऐसा ना तो कांग्रेस पार्टी ने हमारे सामने को प्रस्ताव रखा है ना हमारा कोई इरादा है कि उसके बदले हम केंद्र की सरकार को बेल आउट करें नंबर वन नंबर टू यूपीए की जो कोलिशन पॉलिटिक्स है वो फेल हो चुकी इस देश में कोलेशन पॉलिटिक्स के सबसे बड़े जो उदाहरण हैं वो ज्योति बासु हैं दूसरे अटल बिहारी वाजपेयी हैं अब जो दोनों मेन स्ट्रीम की जो दोनों पार्टियां हैं उनको कोलेशन पे नई तरीके से सोचना चाहिए कोई प्रोग्राम बनाना चाहिए एक तो प्री पोल अलायंस को ही मान्यता मिलनी चाहिए जो पोस्ट पोल अलायंसेज हैं वो सब अवसरवादी गठबंधन होते त्यागी साहब मैं आपका जो आप जो पॉइंट रेज कर रहे हैं मैं ले जाना चाहती हूँ गुरुदास दास गुप्ता जी को जो हमें ज्वाइन कर रहे हैं इस वक्त लेफ्ट पार्टी से मिस्टर दास गुप्ता केसी त्यागी सिंह द यूपीएस कोलेशन पॉलिटिक्स हैव फेल्ड इज आर अ स्टेटमेंट यू अग्री विद It is not coalition politics that has failed. It is UPA government that has failed. I do not know whether the government is in existence or not. You are talking of reforms. You are talking of prime minister being farm. But everything we must assess and discuss in terms of the people of India. Today in the morning, the newspaper get the news that industrial workers. Consumer price index is all-time high, 12 percent. Inflation is as usual going high. Slowdown is as usual. Assault on women is as usual. 
corruption at all level are being exposed every day by one after another CAG report. Therefore, my question is, it is not the coalition politics that has failed because we had we had people had seen that coalition existed and coalition worked in Kerala in Bengal, although we have been defeated, but it existed for long. Therefore, it is not a question of coalition politics failing. It is a question of government failing. Government failing to deliver to the people. People is suffering. Mm -hmm. Inflation is so high that people cannot have two square meals a day. Slowdown is so acute that people are being thrown out of job. Contractualization taking place. Unemployment going high. Underpayment all out. All, all very valid all very valid points. If, if a government is uh, is not being able to uh, govern the country adequately, in this scenario, certainly a lot is also dependent on the kind of support they get on the floor of the House in Parliament. We've seen uh, the Trinamool Congress withdraw support from the government. We saw the DMK do it recently as well. Uh, Selva Ganapati is joining us from the DMK. Mr. Ganapati, I want to actually pose to you a question that a viewer has sent in to us, and they are asking... When politicians will think about India first and then about their own political parties. Now, what we saw with the DMK uh, over the Sri Lanka resolution, was it really necessary? Did you put the country before your own politics? No, certainly not. Uh, well, <clears throat> that is the allegation that's been going on in the media. It's not the personal political gain that counted. It is our ideology. We didn't want to compromise on the ideology because being a neighbor with Sri Lanka, there was a genocide, a large-scale human rights violation, and people of Indian origin, and there are eight crore people's sentiment and emotions coupled with massacre of lakhs of Tamils there. Can we keep silent? The government of India, which is to have a proactive role in these situations, is dormant, inactive. Therefore, we took a decision. It is not in the interest of the Tamil. But, Mr. Ganapati, you're not answering. You're not, Mr. Ganapati, you're not answering. On an ideology. You're not answering the yeah. question I, that Therefore, I Therefore, it was not. It was. Mr. Ganapati, the question is when you are part of a coalition, when you are part of a coalition, certain things have to be taken into consideration. You have signed up to be part of the coalition and govern the country as a country. Do you withdraw support because of Tamil Nadu politics? No, it is not Tamil Nadu politics. It is the general perception what India has to do in its foreign policy. They have failed in it. And we, we had raised a reasonable demand of a international right. credible investigation. Right, Mr. Ganapati, I think... Which done I, I, in every I, other part of the world, right. not to the Tamil Nadu. Mr. Ganapati, I, I think... I'll tell you, I, 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 tell you question, I agree with... There's a question I, for you please, coming please, from please, Ajay Bose in the studio. Ajay, Ajay, go ahead. No, it's not so much a question. I, but wait, but wait, I wait, think wait, what he's saying... Actually, this... this what he's saying reflects, to some extent, on the UPA leadership's failure... And this is a failure in of pulling the allies yeah, in pulling the allies together. They saw Tamil sentiments getting more and more and more and more agitated, and they actually failed to assuage right. those sentiments. Now we have a situation in Tamil Nadu no. where a majority of Tamils 
are feeling very very agitated about what is happening in Sri irrespective Lanka irrespective of the party yeah irrespective of the party and you can't blame the dmk because you know that is their constituency right. just like bihar is demanding something for themselves Let, let's go let's Tamil go back to Arjun Arjun Rasool Rasool and ask him to react to my all these things that are being said mr rasul maya ji yeah maya one at a time let's just go back to mr rasul first let him react to some yeah. of the comments that have been uh, coming in yeah yes may i would first like to react to mr ganapati uh, as far as dmk is concerned we had greatest uh, respect for the party and we have worked together right. but the thing is that their action was before our reaction they wanted a resolution we were ready for it they wanted an amendment to be made we <coughs> were ready for it but before we could do anything they have withdrawn support which is very unfortunate secondly mr uh, tyagi of janata dal united has proved that we are not trying to please allies we are not trying to please a region we are very concerned about all the regions and all the allies and we are very concerned that every party which is a regional party has some sort of commitment towards that region and we respect those things now thirdly we react to mr gurudas ji who saying that there is no government existing which is absolutely wrong there is a very strong government which has recently passed important bills and which is ready to get reforms into the making and our prime minister has committed that he will get all the bills which facilitate the people and the common man like the land bill like the food bill like the other bills which are pending so absolutely i can assure mr gurudas ji there is a very strong government which is there and it is acting it has been proved in the italian uh, marines case when i had committed on your tv that they will come back on 22nd they have come back when all the other people right. were so very and right. so uh, right right uh, mr khan i think yeah. kc tyagi is trying to make a point over there mr tyagi go ahead 1996 mein जनता दल की सरकार थी देवागोड़ा जी की उनके बाद जो है गुजराल साहब की सरकार बनी स्वर्गीय राजीव गांधी की हत्या को लेकर के जैन आयोग बना उसने कुछ फाइंडिंग दी कि डीएमके के नेताओं का भी इसके पीछे कोई हाथ हो सकता है ऐसी संभावना है उस पर कांग्रेस पार्टी ने इंद्र कुमार गुजराल जी की सरकार गिरा दी उसके बाद जो डीएमके कांग्रेस ने मिलकर फिर सरकार बनाई नंबर एक ये मेरा ऑब्जेक्शन दूसरा ये जो अभी हमारे साथी कांग्रेस पार्टी के कह रहे थे गुरु अफजल को लेकर के पाकिस्तान की पार्लियामेंट में जो प्रस्ताव पास हुआ उसको हमारे पूरे समूचे देश ने हमारी पार्लियामेंट ने बुरा माना इसी तरह का प्रस्ताव लाने की बात जो हमारे साथी कह रहे हैं ये प्रस्ताव अगर ये लाते पार्लियामेंट में हम उसको पास नहीं होने देते जब हम अफजल गुरु की फांसी के प्रस्ताव को पाकिस्तान की पार्लियामेंट में पास होने पर बुरा मानते हैं तो फिर तमिलों श्रीलंका की श्रीलंका की एक सॉवरन गवर्नमेंट के खिलाफ आप हिंदुस्तान के अंदर कैसे प्रस्ताव पास कर सकते हो उसकी सॉवरिटी के खिलाफ ये गलत बात थी आपकी कांग्रेस पार्टी की तरफ से जी आई वुड लाइक टू रेस्पॉन्ड फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल वी है वेरी क्लियर दैट द रेजोल्यूशन इफ एट ऑल वुड हैव बीन ब्रॉड इट वुड हैव बीन वर्डेड इन सच अ मैनर दैट इट वुल एक्सप्रेस अवर फीलिंग फॉर द टेमिल and express our solidarity with the people who have exactly. suffered exactly. and on the humanitarian if i may interject yes, over here we're getting focused yes, on this resolution which has already gone past we've crossed that yes, bridge yes that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying now mr tyagi yeah yeah the question i agree of, with you 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 my, the fact is that the situation was not managed properly analin go ahead well, actually you know i no, think no, the fact absolutely is because now now or no i think let's understand it from the top coalition politics is reality since 1989 every government in this country is either a coalition government or a minority government so that's the norm it's not the aberration in fact a single party rule has been not there for over 23 years right so i think the first part remains is that coalition has to have a consensus there has to be a mechanism to 
conflict resolution or dis, you know differences if they are there how do you resolve it now the upa is constantly conflict managing itself that is why you don't see price rise going anywhere it's going only upwards that's why you're seeing economic uh, development going downwards and the fact of the matter is uh, you know you may say mr abid may have his own set of facts that i was objecting to he can have his opinion he's entitled to his opinion but what his own set of facts people of india want governance and they want basically the prime minister to be true on his word and the prime minister gave an assurance within 100 days we are going to bring prices down now that's not happening on the contrary they're going up corruption there was nothing wrong with raja 122 licenses have been cancelled so i think you know the fact of the matter remains this government has failed the country and i think it's about time the government should either govern or go it certainly so, cannot be you know taking the country or ransom right. somehow we need to run somehow we, we, we need to run to cbi or whatever they've got to deliver right Venu, can, can i make a point here yeah. you know you know this debate began by uh, with manmohan singh statement uh, that there will be uncertainty in a coalition and as nalin says it's it's so plain that we have lived with coalitions for so many years right. now, uh, decades now and in the last same seven eight months of any coalition government will be characterized by allies not happy with a lot of things bargaining trying to posture so that's exactly what is going on all these issues that you're discussing uh, dmk on tamil is one kind of posturing mulaim another kind of posturing so so the last 9 months that's the point i was making earlier the last 9 months of any coalition government will be will be characterized by uh, uh, more uncertainty but at the same time that is not to say that the government will uh, fall is it imminently uh, uh, nobody is wanting to bring down the government so, either so venu if i have a problem throughout the coalition this, that's the basic well, this problem is, this is the problem throughout the coalition they have throughout this coalition the with this government in up to fighting either amongst themselves yeah. or with their but partners but i think what the point venu no, you are making is that it's a problem of a coalition irrespective of the coalition in power whether it's the nda or the up yeah even the la last eight months of india were also characterized by similar bickering so so when the prime minister says that we are going to push through the reform programs that have consensus Question is, which reform programs does he mean, and how is he so sure he is going to have? No, my, the, what he is trying, he what, what he is trying to say is that only yesterday we had this with this this, this horrendous data. Right. Yes, current account deficit at six and half percent all time high. Now the, the, the economy has been in a funk. Uh, there has been policy paralysis. The global rating agencies have been saying that India could be downgraded. So he is actually referring to that. We have to take decisions so, in, the, in the next six months to ensure that fine, the that economy doesn't go Maya, back to. A lot of it is bluster. Mm. Right. You know, when the prime minister is saying right. he basically wants to sound as if things will happen, we know that this government's credibility is low. Well, that's true. Well, and I was going to take that, that across actually to Gurudas Dasgupta uh, again. In in the in UPA one, we saw the left walkout of uh, the government. In UPA two. we've seen two parties two key allies walk out of the government a third uh, that gives the uh, gives the upa support from the outside uh, threatening at at many occasions that they would also leave mr dasgupta uh, you know the point being made in the studio here is that towards the end of a term you will see a lot of this kind of conflict crop up everyone's trying to ensure their own space come the next election i do not think so the point is very much clear this upa government for the last 10 years has not been able to provide any benefit to the common and marginalized people from all respect if you take the all round development of the country 
poverty, employment, land, peasants, workers, all sections of the common people, they have been denied their rights of living and the government, while speaking of so-called reforms, have opened the door to the multinationals to come and hunt for profit in India. But the Human Development Index is going down. The health service is being privatized, education is being privatized, unemployment is increasing, price is but going far ahead. But when the center is, for example, giving Bihar a special status, it's a party in power in Bihar, that's not a UPA ally, that, that uh, measure has been taken, there are other demands for central funds to other states, is that not part of governance as well? Not at all. It is not a question of Bihar. It is a question of India. And India is having 120 crores of people. It is, this government is doing firefighting. Whenever a party raises its voice, government, government move is to just appease them. Just appeasing the people, they are trying to people. And, and I would definitely like to differ with him when he says Bihar uh, is different and it is India. So I feel Bihar is a part of India. It needs equal importance. We know, all know it's a backward state which has been trying to come up. So there is nothing wrong. And there there is absolutely no sort of pleasing our ally or anything as you have mentioned. I would also like to respond to Mr. Nalin who says that there is a lot of uh, corruption. A separate debate is definitely needed to know what corruption is there then and what corruption was there in the earlier NDA government. I would definitely like to be a part of a debate on that with Mr. Nalin. But definitely, definitely I would like to say here that our government is committed for two things. One is secularism and second, we would definitely not like to appease and bend down or do something where... Uh, uh, try to show ourselves as weak. We may as well face an election and prove ourselves and come back into power. Right, okay. You've made your point. Let's go across. KC Tyagi, you were trying to say something. Go ahead, sir. What? Yeah, Mr. Ganapati, yeah. we'll come to you in a second. Gurdas Das Comrade Gurdas Das Gupta ka ye kehna thik nahi hai ki Bihar ki maasid ko appease karne ki kendra ki sarkar priyas kar rahi ये वहाँ की जनता का डेडिकेटेड राइट है और सब पॉलिटिकल पार्टीज़ ने जी एंड एंड मिस्टर रसूल मिस्टर राबेद रसूल हैज़ आल्सो मेड द सेम पॉइंट एस अ मैटर ऑफ़ फैक्ट ही इज़ ही इज़ एक्चुअली काउंटेड नंबर 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 टू नंबर टू नंबर टू मैं कहना चाहता हूँ एफडीआई पर अगर रिटेल में एफडीआई इस पर एसपी, बीएसपी और एनसीपी तक अपना विरोध जाहिर कर चुके हैं, लेकिन प्रधानमंत्री जब-जब भी अपने एजेंडे को लेकर चलते हैं, चाहे न्यूक्लियर डील का हो, तब सरकार के और देश के सामने मुसीबत आई। अब वो एफडीआई पर भी अगर इसी तरह जीत करेंगे, तो इस विल बी डिसास्टर फॉर द गवर्नमेंट। ये मैं yeah, I, I want to respond to my congress friend there in the panel yes. when he was making a reference to the Sri Lankan Tamils problem that the government was serious in 
you know, moving a resolution. That was an eyewash. In fact, uh, there are reports that the government of India were trying to dilute the resolution which was brought forth by the U.S. But Mr. Ganapati, if, if I may we, say something... That the fact that the last minute, please, please allow me to. Please allow me to say, Mayaji, this is unfair. Yes, yes, and go I'm, ahead, sir. I'm go ahead, answering sir. certain people. Go questions. ahead, sir. Go ahead, You see, this, all these things is because of the failure of the failure of the government in power now. It is why. It is because I am in agreement with uh, our learned friend Raspur uh, Guptaji. Because of the emergence of coalition era is a significant development in Indian politics. This has been going on right from 1989. You have seen nine governments so far. And every time the National Party, whether be it BJP or Congress, they are not taking the allies into confidence. That is the problem. It is not the political consideration which should uh, keep the government in power. Suppose but, you are but, lending but support Mr. to the Ganapati, for special status. Mr. Ganapati, if I, Mr. Ganapati, Mr. Ganapati, if I may yeah. ask you a question, by your own admission, a coalition is a difficult thing to manage. There are several allies that have to be taken into consideration on several issues. Everyone has their own ideological position. The fact is, there will never be a hundred percent agreement on any single policy or any single issue. The coalition still has to survive. So. The, the, when, when parties like yours walk out of the government, whether it's the Trinamool on FDI, whether it is the DMK on the Lanka resolution, you are undermining your own coalition. No, it, it is a fact right from UPA 1 and 2. If you look at the track record, they did not take the allies into confidence in the nuclear deal. Therefore, the CPI had to walk out. And you take this issue also. DMK was a dependable ally for the past nine years and even in critical situations like uh, the retail price uh, discussion, we saved the government, though we had, we are not in agreement with the retail trading in India. Why so you, you see the track record, we have been in the interest of the development of the country, but when it comes to the question of certain issues, which this government had failed totally. Right, right. There's a question for you from the studio, Mr. Ganpati. There's a question for you. Can I ask, Mr. Ganpati, why didn't the DMK withdraw support six months earlier or a year earlier? The situation was the same. The genocide was there, and DMK, you know, family members were visiting Rajapaksa. There are photographs of. Right. What's your response to that, Mr. Ganpati? Valid point. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you, that was a parliamentary delegation comprising of parties from CPI, CPM and BJP all went as a parliamentary delegation so as a why, why, why didn't you buy out the delegation? The family members who went and personal report. Please, please, please answer. Please listen to my answer. They were on a fact-finding team and they filed a report to the Prime Minister that there are three, three and a half lakh people kept as cattle under the barbed wire. You see, it is not that we were a mute spectator. Right from the beginning, we have been continuously persuading this government. And the allies are not significantly taken there because the strategic issues, they are not discussed in the cabinet. What they are going to do in Sri Lanka and all that. Only for a mere support, they are keeping it. This is the issue which is going on from 89. The management, today also the Prime Minister is speaking about management because somehow they stick to power. Even the Chidambaram finance minister had gone to the extent of saying we will help the UP government, what? To stick to the government. And Bihar a special status. It is not on the growth basis, not on a balanced development. Sir, it is only to stick to power. Mr. Ganpati, this is what is going on. Therefore, uh, we say... Right, Mr. My, Ganpati, there is a response no, my, to this. Uh, my my yeah. assessment is that the DMK has chosen this timing because they now want to uh, distance themselves from the UPA, which obviously 
is is under ahead a, of a general election. Yeah, ahead of the, they could have done it earlier. They're doing it now because they, it's it's it is. I mean, it is in some it way that. It goes back to the point of who is who would like to see general elections earlier rather than later. Nalin, go ahead. Well, actually, you know, I think the point is when we are discussing coalition, uh, and this has been within the UPA too. If there are differences, at the end of the day, both the sides, whether they are the partners or as the dominant party in the coalition, have to have a mechanism to resolve it. Now, in the NDA, you didn't see this kind of discord, despite 23 parties being there. Certainly, from time to time, a coalition may have a partner move out on any issue. And I think you really can't say What's that no co any coalition is going to go on throughout. But, you know, the question of discord within the UPA, right. if you'll recall, Mr. Shanath Pawar himself said, we want a mechanism to at least talk about how this coalition should go. So what the problem here is that somewhere the Congress has not been able to manage its own allies. Right. And second is, what do you do about a government where the ministers within the Congress party so, also are opposing moves within the government? So, so I think, you know, the problem is about the agenda for development or the agenda for governance. Well, I think that, that though, while those are valid points, Ajay, the, the issues that we're debating here are essentially... One is which parties are looking at an election early and where is the posturing coming from in regard to that. And B, uh, as Venu was also pointing out, whether it's the NDA or the UPA or a third front coalition that comes in in 2014, if regional parties are uh, using their own influence or their own uh, weight to, uh, to, to posture, to threaten, to uh, pressurize the center, this is not going to essentially change. This is not going to change. But what is changing, Maya? is that the authority of the dominant coalition leader, that is either the BJP in the NDA or the Congress in the UPA, has considerably weakened. We are moving towards an era where it's no longer the tail wagging the dog. The dog itself is shrinking. Mm -hmm. And we will have the tail increasingly trying to rule itself. We are heading towards an era where all these smaller parties will have to actually sit around the table and decide among themselves what is good for this country. Maybe that is the right way to go because unfortunately the Congress has failed to give that kind of leadership which allows it to move forward with so many different conflicting you know, aspirations. And, and I just add to what Ajay Bo said. Can you imagine um, Mayavati or Mulayam Singh Yadav, even DMK, foreign policy is farthest from their minds. They, 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 they chose this issue because Tamils were involved. Otherwise, do you think they, they ever think about foreign well, policy? Well, and also, ironically, Mamta Banerjee came out and yeah. said while she's walked out of the UPA on FDI, she will support the Centre on Foreign Policy, yeah. uh, which was an interesting and, comment. And even, even Mamta did not support the but Bangladesh. We have to go with them because that is democracy. I mean, we have to go So, you have somebody this. who's pulled yeah, out we have on, to. A, on a water treaty. Yeah, it's a part of growing up. I mean, it's a part of the Indian nation growing up. We well, need to, you know... Well, I think there are really, really no answers to this debate. I mean, we're, we're, as I said, it's going to actually hot up consistently in the run-up to the next general election, whether they're in 2014 or later this year, the speculation about an early election still uh, very much around, irrespective of the Prime Minister's comments about the UPA completing a full term. And that's unfortunately all we have time for uh, on this discussion tonight. Stay tuned. There's lots more news coming up on India Decides. Welcome back. Some international news. Tensions are high on the Korean peninsula. The North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has called for his missile units to stand by, ready to strike, while U.S. and South Korea watch closely. Is Pyongyang really capable of launching nuclear missiles on the U.S. mainland, or is it just bluster and brinksmanship? Amitabh Brevi has more.
China, the only major ally of the North Korean regime, has called for calm as tensions continue to simmer on the Korean Peninsula. Tension has been brewing since Pyongyang conducted its third nuclear test in January. This month, the UN Security Council approved fresh sanctions against North Korea and the regime responded furiously to the sanctions, announcing on the 7th of March that it has the right to a preemptive nuclear strike on the US. US and South Korean military drills began just days later. The U.S. announced that nuclear-capable B-2 stealth bombers had been used on Thursday during military drills over South Korea. The U.S. military said its B-2 bombers had flown more than 10,000 kilometers to stage a trial bombing raid from their bases in Missouri as part of the Fall Eagle war drills being held with South Korea. They dropped dummy bombs on an uninhabited South Korean island. On Friday, a huge military rally was held in Pyongyang. The North Korean leader Kim Jong-un responded to the use of the bombers by saying his rocket forces were ready to settle accounts with the U.S. Kim Jong-un signed the order to put missile units on standby to attack U.S. targets at a late-night meeting of top generals. He ordered his forces on standby to strike the U.S. mainland, South Korea, Guam and Hawaii. Most observers say North Korea is still years away from having the technology to deliver a nuclear warhead on a missile. But let's just look at its missile ranges. In fact, it has a SCUD-D, which has a range of about uh, 700 kilometers, which means South Korea is within target. The Norong-1 has a range of about uh, 1,000 kilometers. And then you go on uh, to the Taipong-1, which has a 2,200-kilometer range, which means even India and Central Asia are within that uh, range. Its largest... Uh, range in terms of missiles is the Musodan, which is 4,000 kilometers, which can target Guam and Hawaii, but not the U.S. mainland. But it has also successfully t test-launched uh, Yunha-3, which it test-launched a satellite, and that could have a range of 10,000, which means the mainland U.S. would be within its range, but that has not been tested yet as a missile. And finally, if you've been having trouble accessing the Internet in the last few days, then believe us, you're not alone. It's been called the biggest cyber attack in the history of the world, with some going so far as to say this could be the beginning of the end of the Internet as we know it. Luckily, though, for India, it seems the impact was limited. Web pages opening a little slower, some pages not opening at all, and some sites completely unavailable. Video streaming a little slower or completely freezing. Your Facebook and Twitter updates taking forever to refresh. If that's what you've been experiencing in the past few hours, then don't just blame your local internet service provider. You're just part of a global internet slowdown that has come about from within the biggest cyber attack in the history of the online world. Online doomsday predictors have termed this the start of the end of the internet and asked people to be prepared for a day where the internet doesn't exist anymore. That would be a gross exaggeration. While there is a noticeable slowdown in many parts, the internet in itself isn't dying. This is the result of a bloody battle between online companies. Spam fighting organization Spam House is being subjected to a massive cyber attack from groups angry at being blacklisted by the Geneva-based company. Spam House reportedly suffered a distributed denial of service attack which at times peaked at more than 300 billion bits per second of data, three times higher than the previous record attack of 100 Gbps. Anybody trying to access the net within the path that this attack was travelling would feel that the net is dead. 
and as coincidences go etisalad one of the biggest internet providers suffered a break in one of its fiber optic cables in the mediterranean off the egyptian coast near alexandria this has led to most of the middle east and others going dark too both are completely unrelated events though while the slowdown is real and the impact huge the internet in itself is safe and ticking the ddos attack was directed at a specific target and did not directly impact critical infrastructure of the internet itself but this is a cautionary tale from which lessons for the future must be learned an attack of this scale targeting multiple regions and institutions is very much possible and that then may well have a devastating ripple effect across the entire internet well that's the news from me for the moment stay tuned coming up after a very quick break sunitra choudhury and trending this week